solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter Twenty Five. The Seer Overheard. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly Wobbles. I'm Alex Wallex. <laughs> and this is Potter Watch. <laughs> I had a couple names I was going to say. At first I, I said I was going to do Draco Malfoy. And then I was like, nah, got to go with Molly Wobbles. I had nothing prepared. <laughs> as you could hear... <clears throat> I blindsided you. Classic. Classic. Well, it's great to see you for chapter 25. The seer overheard. Hey, great to see you too, Molly. It's also great to see all the listeners. Um, so nice to see you guys again. How you doing? How you holding up? You good up back there? I'll let you answer in your car. <laughs> <laughs> you in the back. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> wow we should take this on the road who wants to see us on tour <laughs> i would obviously not covid but i would fucking love to do that <laughs> same um, we'll go on tour we'll do a uh, personal two-person shows for each of our 100 listeners yeah <laughs> i mean if we just market it as harry potter like people will come and be like what the fuck is this <laughs> It actually might be a good way to uh, to get more listeners. Like we just say, it's a Harry Potter event. Nothing more. It would cost you $25. <laughs> Which, honestly, kind of reasonable. I mean, we're worth $25. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I mean, that's a low ball. Now that we've uh, hyped ourselves up, shall we uh, jump into uh, the naming of this chapter? Yeah, I'm not saying like this chapter is $25. Like this episode is not. This is a freebie. (laughs) I've got some juicy, some juicy notes here. Um, I feel like the seer overheard is kind of like our kind of chapter name. Yeah, I really like it. Um, but what did you rename it instead? I renamed it A Prince's Secret. That's really good. Really good callbacks to multiple things happening. Thank you. Um, mine, kind of similar. Uh, pasts revealed, futures undecided. Ooh. Dun, that's dun, good. Dun. <laughs> That's coming to this chapter with some prior null knowledge. Prior null with mall. My new podcast, Prior <laughs> Null with Mall. It's just about all the things that you knew. That you I know, know this math problem. And <laughs> <laughs> um, um, wow, double ums. Uh, do you want to? I'll share my haiku. Love is in the air. Confession leads to despair. One last trip to spare. Oh my gosh. 
Mine's really similar to yours. Like we're really on the same page. A moment of love before betrayal is revealed and hunting begins. Not as poetic, but similar vibes. No, yours is like kind of dark. Horcrux hunting. No, I knew what you meant, but I, it just like, it made it seem very, very dark. One of the dark emotional notes. Sorry, what? (laughs) Nothing. I was um, just quoting our good friend, Bim. The Nebinger? No, Bim. Bim. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Of course, Bim. (laughs) Our dear friend, Bim. From the Gryffindor. (laughs) Miss him. Common room. He was a an exchange student. <laughs> he transferred in and then transferred out when things got dicey. Yeah, he just like, a year, a year program. Cedric died. No thanks. I'm Audi five thousand. Serious black escaped. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I think the real story there is much darker in the fact that he was the one talking about the Grimm and then he wasn't there anymore. So I'm just saying. Wow. You know what? Evidence is enough. There's enough evidence. Um, My first notes are like my most emotional notes, which I don't know if that really makes sense for this chapter's trajectory, but... (laughs) I think I'm just so the be, the beginning of this chapter is like just Harry and Jenny like dating and Ron and Hermione hanging out like it's just like very sweet and wholesome and it I think it just really makes me sad because they never Harry and Jenny never really get to date and it's just like so normal and it's like the last time they're going to be normal basically Yeah, um, I said that too. I had like a happier spin on it. (laughs) Um, I was just like, oh, Harry saying Ginny made him happier than he's been in a long time. Um, And then I said this scene is so freaking cute. Just all of them hanging out. Harry, Ginny dating, Ron and Hermione flirting. Um, Also, I just love Ginny so much. That, um, And then my note after I say I love Ginny is... In case you weren't aware, I hide it so well on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's really cute. And then I'm also reading a really romantic book, like right now, separate from this. Um, well, it's like a gothic romance. I think it's about to get horror. It's called Rebecca. Uh, they just made and remade a movie on Netflix about it with Army Hammer and Lily James. But anyway, so I've been reading that and it's really romantic at the beginning. So then I went from that to reading this and I was just like all swoony about Harry and Jenny and about lovely romances and their little walks on the garden by the lake, on, on the castle by the lake. It's just so sweet. Also, like this little tattoo exchange where it's like so quick and witty for both of them. He. Harry or um Jenny is like Ramilla Vane keeps asking me if you have a what is it a um a tattoo a hippogriff tattoo on your oh side. yeah 
And I said, it's a Hungarian horn tail. And then Harry's immediately, what did you tell her? Ron has. And then without skipping a beat, it's just like a pygmy puff, but I didn't say where. <laughs> so they're so cute together. They have such good banter. Also, confirmation that Harry's shirt has been off in their little makeout sessions. I'm just saying they've done the deed. In you my think, opinion. You think so? Really? Yeah. Like genuinely? I, I like the, I'm very curious. I think so. I'm also like very, if you've noticed, like very pro-sex of these books. I'm like, they had sex. <laughs> they, they definitely had sex. So I just, Harry just. <laughs> well, also like this little chapter is supposed, or this like beginning part of the chapter is supposed to span like, I think like two or three weeks mm-hmm. or something. No, uh, that it makes total sense. You're right. It does sound like they have. It just is like. Oh my god. Uh, they could also like definitely have just be not... like making out, but like yeah. when he said he was thinking about a particularly lovely evening with Jenny, I was like, don't think about that with your bro- with her brother sitting right next to you. Um yeah, I mean I just like to I want them all to have a good time. <laughs> Same. It's also like a boarding school. I don't know. Like I was not promiscuous in high school, but like. Where was I. I think that's why I'm like, do you think they like <gasps> had sex? Yeah. Um, and I don't really have an opinion in general on high schoolers having sex, but I do when it comes to like, like fictional books. Oh, true. True, true, true. I mean, I think. Uh, just just for the general pub that you know if you feel like you're ready then you know protect yourself but you know you're probably ready wise words thanks (laughs) Uh, you can quote me on that (laughs) let me teach health class Hermione I have to just shake my head. It's like also annoying that she's right a little bit. Like it make it kind of annoyed me. I was like, you're being so annoying right now, Hermione. I mean, have the book with him. <laughs> let it go. I My note was like, you should let it go. But I also feel like she just, something stinks to her. Kind of like with the whole Rita stuff. Like, it's just like, I can't let this rest because something stinks. And it's honestly the exact same way Harry's being about Draco. Yeah, she smells a rat. Yeah. Um, And they both like can't let it go. And they both are right in their own. And they're both annoyed that the other person is like so adamant about it. You're right. But I'm annoyed with her in the same way I was annoyed with Harry about the whole Malfoy stuff. Where I I understand where he's coming from, I under, understand where she's coming from, but it's just like no one no one's asking these follow up cues about the book. Like no one needs to even know who it is. Like Harry's like kind of okay with just not knowing, right? No one and and it, and like she's the she set them up for her for, to argue with her, right? Like she was like, um. So, I need to talk to you. remember the prince? And they're like, and she goes and says she three times. And then Harry's like, 
I thought we discussed that it was a boy and she was like, well, I thought you would say that. I found a woman who was named Prince. <laughs> like she could have led with that, but she like went through this whole thing just to be like, gotcha, you're a sexist. <laughs> and Harry was like, how could I possibly not think that witches were clever when you're my best friend? I love that. That was so sweet. Also, like, if she was being genuine, which we obviously already know how she feels, but she could have easily been like, look, this whole Prince thing has still really been bothering me. So I did some more research and I wanted to share with you what I found because I think it's interesting. But instead, she had to be Hermione about it. (laughs) Which I love that about her. And it's super annoying. (laughs) I just, but like, it was annoying, but in a charming way, because this whole first section, again, just like with their friendship and how much they've grown. And like when Harry said that thing about her and then Harry and Jenny, and I was just, uh, (laughs) I I, want to just linger here in this moment of happiness for a while. Uh, It was really nice and we don't get it like pretty much ever again I mean we kind of get it at the end of this book but it's like tainted by the devastation of Dumbledore dying there's no more happiness it's just it's really sad to me (laughs) um the, the, the best the next moment where there's genuine happiness is like when they're living this happy little family life with creature and like getting ready to like go into the ministry that's true but well, like the wedding Jenny isn't there the wedding oh, yeah, the wedding is really really nice but then at the end of the wedding right I mean and then and Harry and Ron are fighting because Harry and Jenny start hooking up in the closet yeah I actually really appreciate Ron in that moment though yeah I'm just saying it. It's very unron of him. To defend his sister? I don't think so. I mean, like, he really kind of is, like, honing in on the emotions of it all. He's like, it was really upsetting. Oh, I see. Like, I don't know. He, like, says a feeling and, like, defends Jenny's feelings. Like, it wasn't just, like, don't be with my sister. Like it was so much more than that in a Ron way. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, Jenny did was the one that initiated things. So I don't think like Harry should be yelled at for it. I just think that I really appreciate Ron doing that, I guess. Do I want to go read Penny fan fiction after this? I mean, I kind of, that was almost going to be my note where I expected your note back to me would be like, this is why people read fan fiction. Cause but I, I, that is why people read fan. Like, fiction. why do we only get this like half a chapter of happiness of them together? Like, and then yeah. they met the funeral and then it's like, okay, this was great. We had a great run. I think I am. I think I'm going to read my favorite Henny fanfic after this. Ooh, fun. Um, but if we are gonna move on, I'm just sorry, saying, move on.com, move on.com. It's happening, everything's happening so fast. Like Dumbledore's like, okay, come to my office, like let's go. And I'm like, 
wait, we're not, it's, it's too soon. <laughs> can I, can I have one more filler chapter, please? I just want a chapter of Harry and Ginny going around the castle, please. It's like in, um, any kind of movie where like they go back in time to like have more time with a loved one. It's like, no, it's, it's not been enough time. I'm like, I agree. It's not been enough. Oh. Give me your time turner, Dumbledore. Okay. Okay, when Harry's complaining about his Snape detentions, TBH, (laughs) just again, this is a pretty lax punishment for the crime. I think we just take it, take it. I do think it's funny, not funny, but like funny in a Harry Potter way that um, he's like, yeah, if it hadn't been for Snape, like Snape really helped me out there. And now we're going to get a turn on Snape real quick. (laughs) Yup. Yup, yup, yup. Oh my God. When he finds this out, it's heart wrenching. So we're at the part. Well, first of all, do we need to speak about Trelawney's alcoholism? I feel like we need to speak more about her racism. That too. She refers to Forenzi by three different names, I believe. <clears throat> None of which are um, becoming of a centaur. I don't know if I use that phrasing correctly, but you guys know what I mean. I just, I have some cues for you, Trelawney, and I think you need to get sober. This is not a good look on your part. Like, it made sense in the last book because she was being bullied by Umbridge, but it's really sad that it's, like, really persisted. I mean, I guess it's also implied that maybe it's been happening the whole time. Yeah, it implies that she's been an alcoholic, like, her whole adult life, basically. Because she, or at least since she's been at Hogwarts, because she said, um, for for years I've been stashing my sherry bottles here. You know what? I wonder if that's why she's not good at being a seer, because she's drunk all the time. And she really only do it when she's sober. That's a really good thought. I never thought about that. I actually never thought about her being an alcoholic this whole time. I only thought about it starting until this read through. Oh my God. Maybe you're right, Maul. And she was probably drinking because she, she like kind of knows that she's a fraud. <clears throat> and so she's like obviously upset about that so she just like drinks away her pain but like she's drinking away her skill also um uh, i when so when this happens and like my big takeaway from this is like oh now we know how to get into the room when draco's in there and harry doesn't think about that at all i'm like now you know what the magic words were <laughs> happy male voice that's all he could hear i'm just surprised that right then and there harry didn't try and get in the room same in the room where it happened i made that joke last week he wants to be in the room where it happened the room where it happened um really subtle harry 
really subtle. Um, I don't know what that's about, but that's what my notes. <laughs> oh, when he's like, oh, did you not see that coming? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Savage. So rude. Lightning struck tower. I we don't give her enough credit. I never paid attention to that before. Okay, guys, if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, Trelawney says, I'm trying to warn Dumbledore. I've been having these dreams, constant dreams. I think um, it's cards, like tarot cards. Tarot cards or something. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, something where she's like, um, lightning struck tower. Which is like the next, like in two chapters. Isn't it called lightning struck tower? Yeah, the lightning struck tower. I'm like, so, I feel, I felt so dumb today reading that. And I'm like, how the fuck did I not notice this? Or maybe I did and just forgot it, but. I mean, Trelawney is on it. She's three for three right now with she Harry. Three for three. And then when she's like, I've missed having you in my class, Harry. You were a terrible <laughs> student, but an excellent subject. He's her muse. <laughs> Uh Mm, okay now i'm to the revelation of snape being the one to listen at the door and tell voldemort about lily and james it's woven in so well to this chapter like it's unexpected you kind of are like yeah trelawney's just going on and on like and whatever she's saying like it totally makes sense for like what's happening in the chapter like it's so good it's so it's so good and then harry pauses because uh, when you first read this i think you as reader miss it too and then harry stops and you're like why is harry stopping in the middle of this hallway and then you put it all together and you're like oh shit incredible yeah I don't I tried to think about like the first time I read it if I really I don't I couldn't remember how I felt like about this reveal because I don't think I really realized it you know until Harry does and then like accuses Dumbledore later but um because you have to remember that it was interrupted and that the person only heard half of it like Ugh, so good. So good. So sad for Harry, though. Devastating. I would, devast- like, I would be, like, destroyed. I would be absolutely destroyed. And rightly so, most upset with Dumbledore, not even with Right. Snape. Yeah, I mean, Snape has always been a dick. But you let me sit in the classroom with them you defended them to me numerous times you made me go into special lessons with them you let me be treated like a dick my whole time here by this teacher that had a hand in killing my parents are you kidding me like we would never expect Dumbledore to like have Harry deal with Peter Pettigrew like that I mean not that Peter Pettigrew like ever showed remorse but like 
But Harry doesn't know that Snape shows remorse because Snape has been nothing but evil to Harry. So if I were Harry, I would also be thinking that this is malicious. Also, if he felt so bad, why is he being so mean to me all the time? Correct. Wow. Which honestly, even knowing what we know, valid points on our part and on Harry's. Like, I know that there's the whole James thing, but Snape doesn't show enough remorse, I think. Like, we're kind of told that he does, but we're not shown He doesn't show his remorse. You're totally right. This should have been in our Snape episode. This, This chapter made me really mad at Snape. Which I know the whole thing is that he really only is remorseful about Lily. Like he doesn't really give a shit about Harry at all. Like, I don't think that that's ever disputed other than the fact that like, I'm going to do this for Lily, but like, this isn't what Lily would want. (laughs) He never cared what Lily wanted. Right. Wow. He put her on a pedestal. Wow. I need to take a drink. I'm got really fired up. Me too. I got heated. I I wasn't prepared to do that I was mad when I was listening so I knew I was gonna get mad again it just pisses me off so much I was mad like, at Dumbledore and at uh Snape and frankly I'm proud of Harry because I think he goes into Dumbledore's office and he restrains himself and I think he actually offers really level-headed like you said arguments and questions to Dumbledore well, yeah, I, I agree. I was like, I'm glad that he's showing like this growth. Like at, when at first he honestly decides, like, I don't want to show my temper because then he's not going to think I'm mature. I'm like, yeah, that's actually like really good growth, especially from the the fifth book. Yeah. But then I was glad that Dumbledore pressed him and then he did say what he wanted to say because like, obviously we wanted that conversation, but. Right. And uh, I also think there's a Harry that could have marched into Snape's office and attacked Snape. I know that happens later, but that could have been Harry's first reaction here. And I think it's mature of him that it's not. And when he does attack Snape, I do think, you know, Snape has good reason. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, obviously it's a misunderstanding, but like with those two things combined, Harry, I think. And the reader. And the reader. You read all this and you were like, nah, he's so cool. (laughs) I already wrote my letter. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're speaking for many, many people. So, or you were. I think that that opinion should still be heard. The Snape, liking Snape? Yeah. No, and I, like I said, I still think Snape is a really, really well-written character. I still find Snape fascinating. I still like to watch Snape operate in the world. He's just also awful. (laughs) Um, I love Harry too much. Listen to our um, Severus Snape episode if you guys have any questions on our feelings. (laughs) Um, I, you can just, 
I mean, you can't really tell actually, but this was like not part of Dumbledore's plan. I mean, he's like ready. Like he has his answer kind of. Well, he, yes, it feels like this, he knew this was going to happen at some point, but I think he had thought he'd gotten away with it. Yeah. He was like, whoo, I'm going to die before I have to face that. (laughs) I know that's but rough but I think he really did think that he was gonna like not have to deal with that but what if Harry had found out after Dumbledore had died like it would have gone with the other things that Harry finds out about Dumbledore after his death that are just like annoying (laughs) yeah I guess it wouldn't have mattered because Harry not against Harry but Harry doesn't listen to Dumbledore anyway by the end he's like no Snape sucks like I've always felt that way um except for when he names his child after him well I meant like about at the end of this book oh I thought you meant at the end of (laughs) the series I was like he does name his kid Albus Severus which the more you read the more is just it's troubling it's it is troubling Harry what's going on with you like I I always say this when people make fun of it like I understand from a literary standpoint why she's done that because you there's no way other way that to show that Harry has closure with Snape however I don't I think that's a little too much <laughs> that's a little too much closure get a cat <laughs> name Harry got a cat and named it that would be hilarious oh my god like I think obviously the epilogue is created in such a way that you can only do so much and and again like I'm fine with the epilogue but I think a better closure would have been like Harry petitioning to like get um some sort of plaque or something for Snape like something on that level that did show that he you know did a lot of work for the order that went really unnoted, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't think naming your child is the same. <laughs> I also but. think, I also think you, we could have done the, oh my God, <laughs> this is going to be, I've just had this idea for the first time. I'm sure other people on the internet have said it. They could have done the exact same thing and just not have that be his name. So he could be like, I'm scared I'm going to be sorted into Slytherin. And Harry could just be like, one of the bravest men I knew was in Slytherin. Severus Snape. Draco Malfoy. I, I wanted to say it so bad. It was on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, one of the bravest men I knew was in Slytherin House. You know, like you could have that exact same conversation and it gets Snape that closure without him being permanently Albus Severus Potter. I do love, again, the name Albus, though, and calling him Al. Albie and Al, very cute. I love Albus. I I think he can still be Albus. Dumbledore is a father figure in his life. Like, that's a huge character. I really, it doesn't bother me. He should just be like Albus Arthur or Albus Hagrid. Albus Rubius. Yeah, Albus Rubius. <laughs> That's a lot of us's. But his name could be Albus. 
You don't always have to name it after somebody. (laughs) Like you can look at Ron and Hermione. Rose and Hugo. Hermione was like, we're not doing that. Jenny was like, what am I supposed to do? Tell him he can't. (laughs) Just as long as Lily's middle name is Luna, okay? Again, I I know I've this is tread territory, but I do think it's weird to name somebody after somebody that's alive. No, I think I think that's that's a commonly held belief. Yeah. Um, but I am glad Ginny got something in there. Yeah, I I feel like it was um it was just to stake her claim over her children. I would have done Albus Remus. Oh duh, Albus Remus. That's the best one. Ah, Albus Remus, James Sirius. <laughs> Dog dads. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, so uh, I'll just submit that in our notes. Yeah, uh, Get that back <laughs> in my uh, thirteen-page essay to J.K. Rowling. That'll just be in the cliff. The, the, it's the my bo- epilogue. <laughs> it's my epilogue. <laughs> and in conclusion, do better. And also, here are some alternate names for Harry's children. Um, signed the Potter Watch podcast. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> this is oh the oh this is so juicy. To what? Oh okay, sorry. Um, back to the literature. Um, <laughs> this is so juicy to read back like again. Um, after you know the first read through, but. Um, the he hated my dad. We'll, we'll let Jim read it. Like he hated my dad. He's serious. Um, haven't you noticed that the people Snape hates, um, blah, 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 that part. Mm -hmm. And then Dumbledore trying to say, um, I believe it's the greatest regret of his life and the reason that he returned and like Harry doesn't let him finish that, which again, fair, but like Dumbledore's like trying to like very subtly, not subtly tell him, but like he knows he can't. I I have mixed feelings about how Dumbledore mm-hmm. handles this situation. I don't know if there's a better way, but I do feel like the best way to have handled this situation was that Snape did a terrible thing. Yeah, to recognize it first before you defend him. Yeah, to be like, Snape did a terrible thing. It is my belief that it is the deepest regret of his life, but it is inexcusable. And I'm sorry I wasn't in a position to tell you about it earlier. But I thought it would make your time here more difficult. And I'm sorry. Just because it, it, like, it's just inexcusable. Like, there's, like, and, and then the fact that he first out of the gate goes, like... It, he does like a big butt sentence. 
And you're like, no, Snape doesn't get butts right now. Yeah. Like, I think, as always, Dumbledore could be doing more. Um, But especially to, like, cement that he really trusts Snape and that Snape is loyal to death to Dumbledore. Um, But, like, no matter how much Dumbledore, you know, defends Snape, even if Harry believed him, like, I just don't think anyone including Harry could have the foresight to be like this was part of Dumbledore's plan like no clearly everything happens for a reason like when people say that when people die all the time and it's like um this one's real (laughs) there was a reason and then and then Dumbledore denies this Draco thing again and Harry is right he is right and Dumbledore is so uppity about it he's like don't you dare suggest that I don't have the safety of my school and Harry's like I honestly I want to be like I want to go back in time and tell Dumbledore I told you so for Harry I know given what happens that's a little um inappropriate I think um, I'm going to defend Dumbledore for a second, and I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I had a lot of feelings. uh, In part. So I think that Dumbledore Dumbledore knows that Draco's trying to kill him, Dumbledore. Right. And he, I think, is assuming, well, I'm leaving the building, so... Like, what is he going to do? He can't get to me, basically. So I think he thinks that, like, even if Draco succeeded in whatever he's trying to do, which he still doesn't know because Snape doesn't know, that it can't be that bad because Draco's goal is to kill him. No, I know. Dumbledore is wrong. Yes. cocky. That's what annoys me, is that he doesn't listen because he's cocky. Like... Harry is like, I think you need to check on what Malfoy is doing because he's happy and you're leaving the castle. And Dumbledore's like, I got this on lock, boy. And Harry's like, all right, but. So during this like five minute powwow where Harry goes to Gryffindor Tower, what do you think Dumbledore is doing in that five minutes? Because I do think he's putting something in place I do think he's putting something extra in place because all those teachers are like there for when things go down. Yeah. I do think he does like listen to Harry. He's just not going to give Harry satisfaction on anything. (laughs) It's really annoying. (laughs) It's very belittling because normally or not, maybe not normally, but like I think of Dumbledore as somebody that speaks up to children, like doesn't speak down to them. And he speaks down to Harry so much in this book. Yeah. And Harry's right the whole time. It just really bothers me when people are right and other people don't believe them. You mean like Hermione? Yeah. (laughs) I admitted she was right. I know, but you're like, she really annoys (laughs) me. Yeah, but I would have told her she was right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Don't tease about things like this. 
I'm so sorry. This is not a teasing matter. I really Dumbledored that, didn't I? You did. You Dumbledored me. Because I'm right. <laughs> I mean, Dumbledore's number one gaslighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gaslighter. god. Gaslighter. That's, that's so true. Oh my god, now I want to <laughs> sing gaslighter to Dumbledore. From Harry's point of view. <laughs> uh, it's also going to be like, my tears ricochet of Harry being at the grave, cursing my name. That's Dumbledore being like, at my grave, cursing my name. my name. <laughs> Look at how my tears ricochet. Wishing I'd stayed. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't have it in myself to go with Grace. I will say Dumbledore went with Grace. He went with Grace. He went with Grace. But Okay, now remember how mad I was at Dumbledore and how angry I was and yeah. just vehemently upset? Then Dumbledore started giving Harry his list of things about going with him and how he couldn't stop. And he, if he says to hide, hide. If he says, if, you, if I say go without me, go without me. And then... Um, all of my hard ass nonsense went out the window and I became a big marshmallow and started crying because Dumbledore dies in the next chapter. I know. <laughs> I, I think that's part, part of why I feel so defensive in this book. Like, I think last book I was much more willing to like go after Dumbledore, but like, but even then I just, I've always had this really soft spot for Dumbledore, like despite all of his flaws um, and I think when we had my mom on, she also said that Dumbledore was her favorite character and that was like the hardest death. And I think hearing her say that made me realize like how important Dumbledore was to me as well. And I think probably osmosis cause she like read the books to us, but, uh, I think the turn that I took in this like three seconds of the chapter is made me realize I'm tearing up just thinking about it. How, because important Dumbledore's death actually is to me. Because yeah. I think I can really be like mad at Dumbledore and separate myself. But the second I'm faced with it, I'm like, wow, I don't think I'll ever survive this. <laughs> like in the seventh book, even like the first time reading it, I guess kind of similar to how you felt about Snape. And like all this stuff about Dumbledore's coming out, I'm like, no, there's a reason for all of this. Like, do not talk about Dumbledore. Like, I'm with Harry at a certain point where he's like, I'm choosing Dumbledore that I know, and that's all that matters. And I'm like, I agree. And I'm not mad at him. And like, I'm sure there's some other reason because it's Dumbledore. I also truly believe that Dumbledore wasn't really dead. And that was really hard in the seventh book at the end when I was like um okay but like but, um, yeah you bridged Terabithia did that's Ooh. how I used to feel about bridge Terabithia like once she dies I'm like he's gonna find her again in Terabithia it's not a problem she's gonna be in Terabithia and then he goes and he screams and he looks for her and she's never there and I was inconsolable like I had to literally be like dragged out of that theater I was crying so hard I 
like I understand teaching children big lessons and like death happens and children should understand it but also like no (laughs) like it's it that was a rough fucking book for children oh Oh, yeah obviously you know but like it's for it was so formative Anytime I have a good long cry about a movie, I'm always brought back to the trauma of being in the theater and sobbing my eyes out that he can't find her in Terabithia after she dies. That was my sister's keeper. And again, I had read the book. The book was really fucking sad. And the movie was different than the book, but equally as sad. And I sobbed in the theater I think it was pretty quietly because that one I know I was at least in like eighth or ninth grade I think we were in eighth grade because I remember when the movie came out my granny passed away and I of cancer and I watched not um, the move I watched that movie like a month later and I because I thought like I could and I could not. <laughs> um, my husband, Siri Griff. Um, <laughs> oh my God. That, I was like, what? Ah! That was the most exciting thing I've ever heard. Keep going. Um, well, this part's not exciting. He watched Marley and Me, or like 10 minutes of it, right after his dog died, or they had to put their dog down, no. like a week or two later. Like, it was very fresh. Oh, no, no, no. And I don't, you didn't make it through the movie, did you? Well, I like. Well, I guess you got far it, enough along that you knew what happens to the I had read the book. I'd read the book. Yeah. But yeah. I was, but it was the movie. I was, yeah, I was like hanging out with my friends and they're like, we're going to finish Marley and me. I was like, what the fuck? Why? Like, why? One, why were you guys just like casually watching Marley and me? And why didn't you finish it? And why do you want to finish it now? I was probably like, I'll be fine. But inside I was like, like stay strong (laughs) oh that's so sad you didn't even watch you watched the saddest 10 minutes of the movie so rude all this to say dumbledore dying is rough (laughs) it's rough i think we had this exact same conversation when we were speaking about sirius's death it must have been it must have been like one book ago Probably. Or, or Cedric's, actually. Bridge to Arbithia seems like a more Cedric death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's a child. Yeah. I yeah. think for sure. But also, like, we, I've been preparing slash talking about Dumbledore dying for a while now. I've been mean to Dumbledore. So I have, I'm, I feel like this death's going to hit me really hard because I've been, like, shit talking Dottie D, you know? He, also like has the saddest death I think because we spend so much time on it like we're there for it like Cedric's is so fast and like I mean like not saddest like we asked that question to first time readers but like we're reading the whole thing it's a draw no I I totally agree and then we're watching him be tortured before it so it's a lot it's sad and he's so Dumbledore in it I'm why are, we're gonna talk about this in like two chapters i'm crying again <laughs> the thought of it makes me really really sad and michael gambit does a really really good job in that scene where they're in the cave 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It like I had uh, qualms with how it was done in the movie, the death itself. Oh, I meant the um I'm I was specifically talking about the cave. That part's what really, really affects me in the movie, in the book that final conversation with my boy Draco just breaks my heart. It's so good. Sorry, there was like a helicopter flying over. I heard that. I heard that. Um, um, yeah, I just don't like how they did the blocking and stuff for the mm-hmm. movie and like the whole Snape and Harry exchange. I was really unhappy that they did it like that. It just was like not cool. <laughs> bottom line <laughs> bottom bottom line. We'll, we'll talk about it both in the chapter and when we watch the film um split it between you and jenny i know you're talking about the felix felices yes when harry says to split the felix felices between ron hermione and jenny because he's such a sweet boy I also just love that he was so prepared with this plan. He had been, like, formulating it this whole time. Like, I already have my invisibility cloak, so I'll go back and I'll tell them, you know, my instructions. And I just, my note was, they're the bestest friends ever, and I love everyone. Because even though they have their doubts about the whole Draco thing, like, they do what Harry asks of them without question. I mean, there's some questions, but like ultimately yeah. question. Like, what am I supposed to do with these socks? Valid question. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with these socks? <laughs> um, right before this though, my note was like, we just had this like shift about Dumbledore. Like we're mad at him because Harry's mad. And then, they're about to go on this journey. I'm like, this is a really bad foot to be taking this journey on. Like, it's a bad omen. It's, it's everything's bad and I'm upset. <laughs> everything's bad. We get this Res Murda mention. I don't know if you're there yet. Yes, I, I laughed. <laughs> I LOL'd at the Res Murder mention. Why? Because what Dumbledore says is funny. Oh, yeah. But I just mean that she's part of the plan. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, no offense. (laughs) Gonna hang out at the high street. No offense from Dumbledore's. Quietude. (laughs) No, it's really funny. (laughs) I think my overall note for this chapter, it's really rough reading it now knowing what's going to happen and there's so much misdirection in this chapter like in a like literarily a good way but as a consumer I'm like I feel betrayed all around (laughs) and it's just like there's so many there were so many signs I gave so many signs but there was so much misdirection it was rude yeah, there was just a lot. There's a lot. I have another note. Um, my note says, I really think they should have brewed Felix before going on the Horcrux hunt. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> what would have been different? 
I think they would have found Horcruxes easier. Oh, before the seventh book. Yes. Oh, I see. I think you meant like right before this. I'm like, no, they should have like taken the time to brew Felix to go on the Horcrux hunt. Like all summer. I mean, it takes half a year. They wouldn't have had it in time, but they still could have been brewing it like while they were gone for half the time or something. I don't know. Honestly, they could have, they know that they ha- they're they going to have to do something next year. <laughs> if I heard about Felix and Hermione did her research, she was like, actually, it takes a really long time to brew. I'm just going to brew some though. We'll probably need it. <laughs> I'm going to start now. If we have it, we have it. Yeah. I think the other thing though, to be fair, was like, there were really crazy ingredients that they like don't have. Steal it from a Snape's stores. I don't even know if he has them. I'm sure he does. So they arrive with some salty sea air and that's the way the chapter ends. Are we ready? No. (laughs) End of podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Never an episode again. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have a quiz question. Oh, nor did I. Okay. I did. It was not for today. (laughs) I did have my other stuff, though. Me too. I have all my other thingies. What did you do? What did you do with this chapter? I gave it... um, a champ of Harry Potter for a cool temper and speaking his mind and a cool rat with Severus Snape for obvious reason. Um, I went in a different direction. <laughs> I went with more minor characters. <laughs> there my, weren't that many <laughs> characters in this chapter. My but. champ is Jenny. <laughs> Yeah, my champ was almost Jenny. <laughs> and my rat was Trelawney for being super racist. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. We don't stand for that in this house. Because I, I like, didn't even think about Snape just because he's not in this chapter. But obviously, if I had thought about it longer, I would have given it to Snape. But other than that, like, there wasn't anyone in this chapter that I felt. Even Dumbledore, I was like, I'm not that. Um, ratty towards you but no I didn't feel ratty enough against Dumbledore also it felt like a really bad omen to make him a rat (laughs) this close to the deed Um, I only gave it 84 points I gave it 89 points yeah I mean not only like this has been a higher point book but because it's question mark one of the best books in the series question mark indeed it's probably in my top seven get out of here top seven favorite harry potter books two finger salute (laughs) um my tattoo would be the hungarian horn tail on my chest same that's what i said (laughs) or Or the piggy on my butt (laughs) 
But I wouldn't say where. Well, I wouldn't say where. <laughs> um, tune in next week because we have a special guest coming to join us for Chapter 26, The Cave. Bum, bum, bum. The Cave. <laughs> <laughs> We're not ready. We're not ready. No, 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 no. Um, message us if you're ready. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave a, we haven't asked you to do this in a, a, a while. But, you know, we're closing in on the sixth book. Leave us an iTunes review, okay? If you've been listening and you haven't left us an iTunes review... I love that you're listening, and I'm a little sad that you haven't done the review. <laughs> like, we're begging. We, we've we been begging, um, and we will continue to beg without shame. So leave a review, interact with us on social media, and have a blessed day. Bless and release. How dare? <laughs> How absolutely dare you? Stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.